I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 118. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I have a very persistent listener who requested I Will Follow by Chris Tomlin. I really don't have any hard and fast rules as to what songs I use to inspire us to pick up God's Word each week, other than they need to be songs currently playing on the radio. And even though I Will Follow was released in 2010, it does still play on the radio, and so I relented to my nine-year-old Meredith. The thing that really got me was that she said, I already know what section of scripture you need to use because it's our memory verse for school. You see, she was memorizing the verse and the song popped into her head. So it did just what I describe every week. We can use music to inspire us to read God's word, and then we can also use it to remind us of what we've already studied in God's word. Again, together, they are a powerful combination. And so I have a little guest today, uh, Meredith, my nine-year-old, and I'm going to have her tell you her memory verse, and then we'll jump into scripture together. Ruth 1, 16 through 17, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May your God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. Ruth 1, 16-17 Great job, Meredith. As you can tell, the verses came from the book of Ruth. And so let's take a quick listen to portions of our song and then head over that way. Where you go, I'll go Where you stay, I'll stay When you move, I'll move I will follow you Who you love, I'll love How you serve, I'll serve This life I lose I will follow you yeah. I will follow you So if you can put two and two together, as you heard from Meredith and this song, the chorus comes straight from the book of Ruth. And this week, the Bible Interaction Tool exercises, I call them bites, B-I-T-E, Bible Interaction Tool exercises. They help us take bites out of scripture. And you can practice using these tools whenever you consume a section of scripture like Ruth where it's only four chapters. So I love these smaller sections of the scripture uh, that you can use. And th- so these four bites that I'm going to give you, or five, I guess, are going to really help you consume these smaller sections of scripture. So the bites that I encourage you to use this week are read in context, repetition, listening to the scripture, 
reading or listening in a variety of translations, and then concentrating on the big themes. Wow, five bites in one week. That might be a new record, really. So let's break these down a bit. First, my favorite Bible interaction tool exercise of all times is reading in context. Too often, we will take verses out of context, and though they are still true, um, they are richer when we know what the original purpose was. Like John 3.16, for example. You may have it tucked away in your memory, but do you know who, who was talking? Do you realize it was Jesus that said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son? Um, did, do you know who Jesus was talking to, to when he said, for God so loved the world? Did you, do you realize that it's um, when you study that conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus, it's going to make your understanding of that one powerful, very strong, powerful, and true verse more meaningful. I actually go over that conversation, by the way, in episode 103. You can check that out by going to michellenizat.com forward slash 103. It's pretty interesting. We break down that whole conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus that includes that infamous verse, John three sixteen. So to read this verse in context may mean reading the verses before and after it. And sometimes the best way to accomplish that is just to go ahead and read the whole chapter or even to read the whole chapter before and the chapter after. So in in the case of the book of Ruth, come on, four chapters. You can do it. Read the whole thing, okay? And when you're studying a smaller section of scripture, repetition is your friend. So that's actually our second bite, repetition. And I've actually talked to people who say, "Oh, I've read the Bible before." <laughs> As if all you have to do is read it once. You know, you could read Ruth seven times this week, once a day for seven days and discover something new each and every time. The Bible is living and active. You don't just read it once. So uh, one of my favorite tools to implement the bite of repetition is the bite, the Bible interaction tool exercise of listening to scripture. And I use the Bible app called YouVersion. Um, on my smartphone or my iPad, my, my devices. Uh, it also has, uh, you can listen to it online. You know, on, there's a website for it as well. But the app that I call is called YouVersion, Y-O-U version. And there are tr- several translations that you can listen to the Bible. Not every single translation has an audio version, but several of them do. So I literally used this bite this week to listen to the book of Ruth while I put on my makeup before work one morning. Four whole chapters. In just a short period of time, brushing my hair, straightening my hair, put on my makeup, TMI, I know for my uh, male listeners, but I mean, you got a process in the morning. All of us do, girls and guys alike. And so four chapters, I listened to it and I was done. Now, during your efforts to implement repetition, one of the ways to keep it fresh is to read or to listen to the same small section of scripture in a variety of translations. So again, my favorite app to read in a variety of translations is the version app. You can read in a, a multitude of translations. I also like to use the Bible Gateway app or go to BibleGateway.com. One of my fra- my new favorite translations is the voice version, and that's not available on version. It's only available through Bible Gateway. Using any of those resources that I've just mentioned, you can actually read two versions side by side if you want to. But for this week, I wouldn't want you to do that because of the last bite. So the final bite, the Bible interaction tool exercise to, is to concentrate on big themes. 
So this is going to take a little bit more critical thinking than trying to figure out what that one word or phrase means or what's in the original language or something like that. Big things jump out at you when you stop focusing in on the details and allow the story to unfold. Okay, so are you ready? Let's jump in. I can help you a little with Ruth, but remember what I said earlier. The word is living and active, and you can use all of the same Bible interaction tool exercises. You can use all of the same bites that I use this week and come to completely different conclusions because we have completely different points of view, completely different backgrounds, circumstances that we're struggling with, etc. And the Holy Spirit cares about you, and he wants to reveal things to you that will change the way you think. So again, I'm trying to give you these resources, not so that you come and get a quick devotional thought from me, because I tell you what, the Holy Spirit is ministering to me. I'm, I'm doing the study. I'm doing the work. I'm, I'm trying to do it in a way that's transferable to you so that if you do the study and you do the work, he will speak to you personally. And maybe, great, he, he says something through me that's super inspiring and, and sticks with you. That happens to me all the time. I read authors or have a quote or something like that. But really, that's not my goal for you to think I'm a great, you know, uh, devotion giver and, and have quotes to, to be able to post on Facebook. I want you to go through the process. So the verses that we've already discussed and that, or that Meredith so so wonderfully quoted for us and that are reflected in the lyrics of our song are a response from Ruth to Naomi, her mother-in-law. And as the story goes, Naomi and her husband and two sons leave their hometown of Bethlehem because of a famine. And during their time in Moab, which is the area that they went to, it's a foreign land. Naomi's sons start their own families by getting married and they marry Moabite women. And then tragedy strikes. Naomi loses her husband and then both sons. So at this season of her life, Naomi hears that the famine is over and she decides to return to her hometown. And her two daughters-in-law start out on the journey with her. But at some point, she realizes that it was silly. It's just silly to ask them to give up their forever lives and follow this old, lonely, bitter woman back to her homeland, where then they would be foreigners. Plus, she's a woman with no family and no way to support herself, much less be able to support anybody else. So she tells them to go on back home to their families and start over. They both obviously loved Naomi because there was a lot of crying and carrying on. And whereas Orpah decided to go ahead and break ties here and go home, Ruth's response was this. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. So that was the New Living Translation, which if you noticed was a little bit different than the translation that Meredith memorized for us. Now, obviously, our song is not about Ruth because um, it's, you know, it's really kind of a, a song that that we can sing to God in, in devotion to God. But it's really why I wanted to focus on the big themes of Ruth, because our song alludes to some big themes that are also found in Ruth. And if we just consider the beginning of this story, we see a deep love and devotion offered from Ruth to Naomi. 
And I don't think this kind of response comes from a cultural or an intellectual sense of loyalty, but a deep, heart-wrenching love and allegiance. You see, and and I want you to think about that. Let's ponder this idea. I live in uh, Louisiana and there, uh, there are, there's a culture of faith. So there's, there's, um, you know, well, I was born that way. My mama and her mama and, and, and her mama's mama, we were all in this particular church. Okay. So there's like a culture um, of, of faith. And then of course there's a, an intellectual sense where you're like, I, I understand who God is. I believe who God is. It's an intellectual sense, but this is not, Ruth is not like, um, Moabites are, uh, all super loyal and it just makes sense for me to go with Naomi. You see what I'm saying? There's not, it's not a cultural and intellectual sense of loyalty. It is a deep heart-wrenching love and allegiance. And when you sing this week's song, well, you are, you're probably like me and you're singing about your own loyalty and allegiance to your Savior. And that, I'm sure, is what the song is written about. But when we compare it to Ruth's allegiance and consider the big picture of what Ruth was doing, we have to join her in a deeper devotion to our God than just our intellect. You see what I'm saying? It's not it's not good enough that your mama loves Jesus or went to church or whatever. It's it's a, it's a deeper. We want to join Ruth in this kind of deep, passionate, heartfelt. I, there, I just can't even come up with the right words. I tried so hard. I looked up synonyms and everything. But, you know, do you have a relationship with your Heavenly Father that would bring you to tears if you were ever to consider being separated from Him? Ruth's commitment to Naomi should cause us pause if we aren't at least on a path of deep abiding love for our father. Now, maybe we haven't arrived, but are our feet even on the path to that same kind of love and devotion? So you can intellectually understand and agree with your faith and love for God, but God wants your heart. God wants your heartfelt devotion. And there were no limits to Ruth's devotion. She was risking her future. Yes, she was. But perhaps even her life. Because to travel as two unprotected widows back to a town where there was no food or provision for them. You know, Ruth didn't have to, she she didn't buy into Naomi's plan. She was connected to Naomi. And how many times do I want a complete rundown of God's plan and timeline, thank you very much, before I decide if I'm going to follow him there? Oh, yes, Lord, I'm a follower of Jesus, but. Now, I'm not saying strike three, you're out if you've ever felt this way or if you're feeling this way right now in your walk with God. I think Ruth's devotion is a beautiful standard to measure our lives against. I pray it will inspire you to put your feet on a path to deep love and devotion over intellectual understanding. Now, another theme I see is submission to authority. And Ruth declared her devotion to Naomi with no rules, limits, or limitations. And then, by the way, she followed through. It was not just lip service for Ruth. When they got to town, Ruth followed every instruction from Naomi to a T. 
She never wavered. She never took her own unique path to get there. I want you to read Ruth for yourself, and I want you to think about that. I want you to to really kind of recognize everything Naomi asked her to do, she did. Now, I'm on a diet right now, and it's a strict diet. Now, strict diets work better for me because I find when I have too many choices, I don't choose wisely. I make poor choices and then I make excuses after. And I I do have a weight loss goal, but I'm also trying to change my decision patterns along the way. I'm trying to say like, if I wasn't on this diet, what choice would I make today at this restaurant? Or, you know, so again, strict works better for me. It's way easier for me to not even have a bite of that delicious melt-in-your-mouth sand tart from Ray's Bakery in Eunice than to try to stop at one or two. So on the particular diet I'm on, I have a consultant in a doctor's office. And, you know, accountability works for me, by the way, too. I mean, so strict and accountability are a perfect match for, for me. Why is it so motivating to report to this sweet girl that I don't really know each week that I did not even lick my fingers when cutting brownies for my daughter's birthday party? I'll never know, but it is. It's motivating to me. I want to tell her when I hand her my little chart and say, I didn't cheat this week. I did great. So another part of this diet is a daily short video. And I love it because it kind of keeps me on track. It gives me small bites of information, (laughs) no pun intended, that I can consume quickly. I kind of ponder them all day, kind of file them into my overall diet experience. And one of the recent videos was about what to do when you slip up. And the doctor on the video said that there are two kinds of people as it relates to approaching diets. One type of person is like me. There's a protocol. It's clear. All I have to do is follow it. I have limited choices, which makes it really easy. I'm I'm not deciding whether or not I'm going to eat two cups of vegetables with dinner. I'm just trying to decide which vegetable from my approved list to choose. So the other kind of person starts out strong and then wants to know how to customize the protocol for their life. I mean, I under, you know, they'll say to themselves, I understand the whole carb sugar protein ratio in the protocol. So as long as I stay within that ratio, all should work out just right. Okay. Right. And guess what the doctor said? He said, it doesn't work out the same. The people who follow the protocol and don't try to customize, lose weight faster and do better. The protocol is proven and it works. Now, some people do this with their faith too. They realize that God is asking for their devotion and their obedience, but then they want to customize their experience. You know, I had a pastor once who consistently reminded us that partial obedience is disobedience. You can't customize your obedience. You can't customize your your loyalty and your submission to God and his will for you. Now, I'm not sure if you've come to understand this yet, but those steps on the journey with, with God matter. He doesn't make mistakes. I think back to God taking the Hebrew people through the Red Sea. There was a shorter path to the promised land. But God said it included battles and that the people weren't ready to take on those battles yet. They didn't have enough faith. So God took them on a journey that included a slew of miracles so they could see his acts. And his acts ultimately led us to a relationship with him where he reveals his character. I love what Psalm 103.7 says. It says, he revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. But observe Ruth's total obedience and trust. She did not customize. She submitted to Naomi's authority and it ended well. It ended with redemption and joy and love and legacy. 
You go explore those themes, the, the themes of redemption and joy and love and legacy and submission, submission without customization. Explore the theme of deep abiding love. And then consider this. How will my life's journey look different if I can incorporate these biblical themes into my journey? I can't help but consider that none of it happens without that kind of till death do us part connection, that true love and allegiance that led to no compromise submission. What might God do with that? With Ruth, he decided to put her in the lineage of Christ, a simple Moabitess with a heart of love and devotion, walking it out through the pain. Don't miss those themes. She was a widow. She was a foreigner. She was a second-class citizen. A woman in ancient Israel with no, with no husband was a second-class citizen. There were a lot of could-haves. She could have died on her journey to Bethlehem. It was not a safe journey. She could have starved to death once there. There, there, were no, there was no food stamp program. You know what I'm saying? She, she could have remained a widow until the day she died. She could have chosen to go back to her family and risk her future there. But she not only followed Naomi, Naomi she, she followed Naomi's God. And boy, did he have a plan for her. And he has one for you too. If you find yourself customizing his protocol for your life, stop it. Strict adherence is better. He has a purpose with the long way around. He has a plan for you. Fall in love with him. Trust him. Recognize his acts so he can reveal his character. So what's next? Read in context. All four chapters of Ruth. Read it several times. Listen to it. Read or listen to it in several versions and concentrate on the big themes. Maybe even pick one big theme that I've listed this week and read and listen with only that theme in mind. It is going to be an exciting week. So while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com. Hop on Twitter or Facebook and let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Pam from South Carolina, Joanne from the Philippines, Amber from Virginia, Crystal from Wyoming, Alexa from somewhere in the U.S. These are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. Now, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week, and in that email, you'll get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, or you can even print it out. You'll get an email recap of the week's episode, and you'll get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create from time to time. All of that is just my way to say thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe in iTunes. And while you're there, I'd love for you to leave me a written review and a star rating. It encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Renee, who stumbled across my podcast while searching for something new, she says she has fallen in love with them. Oh, thank you so much. Bev P1168 loves listening to the podcast and hearing the biblical support of the song. Bev P says, The word of God is so wonderful. I agree wholeheartedly. And then Seahawks Are Cool said, I was praying to God that someone would lead me to God because I wasn't where I wanted to be with him in in my relationship with him. The podcast has done just that. Oh, you have no idea how meaningful it is that you share that with me and the world. And I love that you also added, take time to do the B-I-T-E out of scripture. It really helps you grow closer to God. Yay, I agree. 
So thanks to, to all of you for your reviews and uh, my new subscribers. I'm so excited that you're a part of what God is doing through this podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song, The God I Know by Love and the Outcome. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 118. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.